Well, good afternoon and welcome. I appreciate you uh, praying with me. If you're just tuning in, we're going to pray the chapel of divine mercy. And let's pray. Let's ask God for his mercy. Let's ask him for his protection. All right. Especially over those we love, uh, over each one of us, and of course, over our nation. And um, it's, uh, it's a delight to be able to pray with you. Maggie's going to be on... Um, on our call screen today, and not our call screen, she's going to be on our Twitter page, taking your Twitter intention. So if you want to throw one up there, feel free to go ahead and to do that as well. Hey, uh, just two quick things. Uh, one, uh, the Holy Family Novena. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, and I, I don't have a whole lot of time to share this with you. just want to get on your radio. The Feast of the Holy Family is celebrated on the first Sunday after Christmas. Um, of course, you can pray a Novena to the Holy Family anytime. I have a devotion to the Holy Family. Uh, but that begins today. Holy family begins today. So if you've got a child away from faith or there's a trouble in your relationship and, and there's dysfunction in the family, there's addiction in the family, there's problems in the family. I often thought, what a great time to pray this. The, you know, the Holy family consists of Mary, jo Jesus and Joseph, right? And they, they serve as examples to you and I, I think it was Pope Paul the uh, who said that, you know, when you meditate on the Holy family, you know, meditate that they teach you what family life is, what, what, what a real communion of love is. You know, when you meditate on, on them, uh, it's really a pathway to greater holiness. And uh, this no, uh, you will reflect on the different aspects of, of the members of the Holy Family and different events that took place in their life. And I, I just think you came across my radar earlier today, and I thought, you know what, I want to pass this on to you because I, I know every family has its challenges, right? Every family has its difficulties, and um, today's a great day to do it. So November, or November, December 22nd, uh, this novena begins. It concludes on the 30th. So uh, if I can, I'll, I'll try to find the actual novena and get it put up on our Twitter page for you and see if Maggie can do that. Maggie, let me open your mic real quick if you could. Um, yesterday, we, were, uh, we had a great conversation with Kevin Turley. We are talking about Christmas movies, and I had suggested a novena back on November 30th, the Feast of St. Andrew. You know, my namesake, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful novena. Every year I hear these incredible miracles of people who get jobs or homes that are being sold or a litany of different things. And St. Andrew uh, came through in a big time way for a lot of people. Uh, Kevin had an encounter w w with the St. Andrew Novena. Do you want to share that real quickly, uh, uh, quickly if you could? Actually, it, it wasn't the St. Andrew. It was the uh, Infant of Prague. Oh, Novena. Infant of Prague. Yes. That was another one that we talked yes. about, Yes, well, right? yeah, we've talked That's about both one. of them. Um, but he said he'd never heard of it before until you had mentioned it this year. Um, so I, I asked him to email me so that I could get all the details right on this. Listen to this, mm -hmm. Drew. It's yeah. fascinating. He said... Um, a mother of a child, uh, the girl is, is aged 14 and was involved in a high-level sports accident. Um, she injured her coccyx, and it, it, it damaged part of her spine, and she developed a, a hematoma. Um, her pain levels went off the charts for three nights in a row. She was unable to sleep and was screaming and moaning because of the pain. Her parents had no idea what to do. They live in... England and their healthcare system is so bogged down right now with COVID. They they weren't sure what to do. Um, so the friend friend's mother had reached out to Kevin, and he knew that she was a good Catholic woman. And he said, "Why don't you pray the Infant of Prague Novena?" 
Um, hmm. Apparently, every situation for them had appeared dire, and and he was like, "Why don't you, why don't you do this?" Um, so uh, he sent her the the novena. Um, let me see here. Hold on, I'm reading this this email. Uh, on Saturday night, last the last Saturday night, the child began to scream again, but this time it was worse, like never before. She was taken to the bathroom where her mother found her covered in blood. The hematoma had ruptured, but this actually proved to be very good. They had been praying the novena all day for this for this girl. Um, after the hematoma ruptured, the pain ceased immediately. The child was put to bed, and subsequently she slept sound for the, the first time in a week, uh, and so did her mother. Today the child is fully recovered, and she will be returning to sports after the new year. She has no signs of any symptoms, uh, so it, it, it's a miraculous healing. Honestly, um, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. But you, know, you got to say that because next year, Maggie, I want to share that. I, I want to let everyone when that novena begins. I'd love to hear those types of answered prayers. Absolutely, yeah. So thank you, yeah, Kevin, how- for sending us that. Yeah, Kevin, thanks. Always great to have him on the air, too. And we'll pray for he and his wife, who are in England, and they pray with us every night during the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And I just want to do a follow-up. I think it was yesterday I was sharing um, that I had a really important need. Um, there was a situation with my house here that was was giving me a real issue. Could have cost me a lot of money. And I prayed this novena of um, uh, of chaplets. And uh, no sooner did I finish that and ask you to pray for me that my wife walked into the radio studio and, and told me the whole situation was resolved. I mean, it was a, such a minor little thing that could have really gone out of control. So I'm just so grateful for your prayers. God answered it in a prompt fashion, in a big time way. And I know he hears these prayers. So let's pray right now. This uh, The Lord, his heart is moved by the chaplet of divine mercy. I'm telling you, great things happen. His heart is stirred by those who who uh, who offer the body, blood, soul, and divinity of, of the Lord Jesus and meditate on his passion here. So let's pray. I'm joined by my colleague, Jim. Jim, good to have you with me today. Thanks for praying. Good to be with you as always, Drew. Anything you want to pray for? Yeah, I appreciate that, Drew. Um, I'd like to pray for my wife, Erin, who has been suffering from severe GI issues resulting from her continued treatment for cancer. She was hospitalized for a day last week. Nothing seems to be helping. We are hoping and praying that she feels better by Christmas. Hmm. Hey, Jim, do me a favor, too. When, when we get done um, the show today, have Matt, call me, okay? I want to want to do something, okay? So just um, if you get a chance, call me when we get off the air, okay? You, you got it, brother. Maggie, I'll make sure you have my cell number if you don't have it. But let's pray. We'll pray for your wife. I've been praying for Aaron, and uh, it's tough. I mean, your whole family has had to, any family has a loved one that battles cancer. It's tough. So I'm going to pray for cancer and the vanquishing of that, the cells for anyone who's in that fight, for those waiting test results. And Lord, we give you all of these needs that we have as we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right. Our first call comes from Brenda, listening to us and praying with us in California. Hi, Brenda. Hi there. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Sorry. Um, thank That's you for okay. um, taking my request. Um, I'm calling um, in regards to our son, Michael Garcia. Um, he has COVID, um, sad to say, for the second time. Um, he did get a shot, and um, I'm praying for his wife, too, and their two um, babies that are uh, under two years, um, and for full recovery, a quick recovery, and that God will heal him body, mind, and soul, um, and regain his health that he had prior to getting those shots. Um, and also, one other person, um, sure. Glenda, who um, had surgery um, and uh, she's still in critical condition, but um, for healing for her that she's able to return home um, with a full recovery. And thank you and a blessed Christmas to yeah, all of you. Blessed Christmas to you too, Brenda. Hang in there, okay? We're going to pray for your son, thank Michael, you. right now. And thank how bizarre. So it's just so bizarre. I mean, his shots, he had COVID twice. It's like mm -hmm. my daughter had COVID twice. And, um, you know, I know people who've been vaccinated and have gotten COVID. So it's, it's really hard to tell, but we'll trust him to the Lord. All right, Lord, I, I give you Brenda. As a mother, I know she's very concerned. I pray for this man, and we pray for his family, his wife especially, and their young children. And I just pray for protection over everyone who's praying with me right now from COVID, from any disease, any ailment that can affect the health, uh, any demonic entity or, or, or spirit that may be uh, affecting them as well. And I just I ask that you, Lord, you just cover them in your precious blood. And I, I pray for the end of COVID in this country, for complete healing and restoration of the nation, the economy, families. I give you this intention, but I know everyone has their personal needs when it comes to COVID. I've got a son right now who doesn't have COVID. He just got tested, but he thought he did, and he's sick too. So I bring him to you, Lord, as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right anna marie is listening to us in maple lake minnesota 
Anna Marie, thank you for praying with us. Good afternoon. Thank you. I'm uh, asking for a, a healing for my brother, Gary, and he is uh, he's dying on a ventilator right now. He's been on a ventilator for two weeks and in ICU for three weeks. And the doctors are telling us that there's nothing they can do anymore, and he's on 100% oxygen. So just begging the mercy of God and begging your um, all of your listeners to pray. Harry is, um, he writes a newsletter every week for adoration.com, and he's just uh, such a apostle for Christ and his church. So just really need him. You got it. Anna Marie, we're praying for him right now. I'm glad you got through. I want to pray for you and for your family as well. Um, you know, in Scripture, Mark 9, 23 says that anything is possible for those who believe, right? Anything is possible for those who believe. Angel Gabriel said that to the Virgin Mary too, right? Nothing is impossible with God. Um, cancer, COVID, you know, finances, whatever it may be. They're not bigger than God. I say it all the time. And Lord, I just, I just ask again for your mercy. I just bring this soul to you who is on a ventilator, 100% oxygen, who needs your healing touch. And I ask that that be the case, that you bring about healing and restoration to him and to the family. Lord, I know so often disease is a way to bring us to eternal life. And if for some reason our journey is over, give us that sense of peace, that understanding, and allow us to yearn for you. Meet us as our merciful Savior. For those you are calling home today, Lord, and in the not-too-distant future, I intercede for them as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our next call comes from Nate, listening in San Francisco, California. Hi, Nate. Hey, Nate. <clears throat> Hello. Um, hey, Nate. I want to pray for. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little distant. I think you're in your Hello? speaker. If you could, yeah, if you could pick up, that would be great. Hey, your speaker's making you sound kind of okay. far away. Is this better now? Uh, thousand. Does this percent. sound any better? Perfect. You sound great. Okay, great. Great. I want to pray for my niece. Um, she's uh, 20 years old. Um, she just got pregnant, and um, she's unmarried. And uh, I heard she's been still drinking and smoking. So I just want to pray for her health and the health of her unborn child. That's a great prayer. We're with you. Thank you, Nate. I'll pray for you, and God bless you this Christmas. But I, I give you this 20-year-old niece, and I, I, I thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. I, I know you bring good out of every situation. I ask that this young girl uh, can recognize that, bring this child completely to term and respect the life that's in her without drinking or harming the child. Anyway, and I ask for divine protection. You know, right now, I just ask that this child be protected. I dedicate it to your mercy, Lord. And uh, we just ask for, for a healthy birth. And I pray for any mother now contemplating the life of her, taking the life of her child. 
because of her circumstances or the pressure she's feeling that she may recognize that life is a gift and that this will not be a curse but a blessing. I ask for the healing of the mothers that have made the mistake and the fathers that are involved in that too, that you can reach deep, Lord, and heal those soul wounds. And I just ask for an end to the culture of death in this country, that you bring an end to it. And I give you this intention. I know this prayer is especially powerful for it. I mean, this is how this prayer came to be. And Faustina often suffered for this call. So we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Maggie's on our Twitter account. You can always send your intentions to Drew at relevantradio.com. That's our email. Or just go to Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. And I always love to, to interact with you there, okay? Uh, Maggie, what's coming in? What can we pray for? Christina wrote to us. She said, uh, this is the first Christmas I will wake up alone. I was divorced in June, and the kids are staying at their dad's. She's she's feeling really alone this year. So um, I responded, and I said, you're never alone, Christina, um, and your family's praying for you, but I bet that's hard. Um, Rusty wrote to us, and he said, please pray for an end to all the fear that our media uh, and all the politics are putting in me- people's minds these days. Um, and I wanted to lift up a couple of people, Drew. I-, I was call screening for the rosary last night, and there were so many people calling in and couldn't get on the air. But um, I want to lift up Ralph from Palmdale, California, and his 13-year-old granddaughter that he was calling in about. Um, she's been suicidal, so I want to pray for her health and well-being. Margaret from Park Ridge, Illinois. Uh, Her son is 20 years old and he's having surgery on his Achilles uh, tendon today. Colleen from New Jersey called in. She said her son is having knee surgery today uh, and he really needs his knees because he's a police officer. Um, Mary from Chicago called and she started to cry saying that her brother fell and has a brain bleed. So there's just, people are crying out. They have so, so many needs. It's it really is miraculous to be on the receiving end of hearing all of these prayers. Um, you know, the need that people have, and, and I wish I wish I could do, you know, anything for all of these people. Um, but I just want to lift them up in prayer. You know, Maggie, I marvel at it too. You know, I look at the call screen and how many people have these heavy burdens, you know, or how many people write to us or how many right. people can't get through. and. It really puts into perspective um, the blessings that we have and even the small crosses that oh, God gives yeah. us. I mean, I, I don't know how people handle some of the situations they're in, but I guess God's grace. Uh, let's bring Mercedes in, too. We'll add her to this decade as we lift up all those intentions you just articulated. Mercedes in Philly, good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thank you hey. for your ministry. Thank you. Uh, I just want to lift up, like Maggie just reiterated, there was a woman that called in the other night on the family um, rosary across America. 
she has a, she had lost her Down syndrome child to COVID. Her husband is now in a ventilator in the hospital with COVID. My heart breaks for her. Um, and just please keep my daughter in your prayers as well. Uh, she fell today, hit her head, had to go to the emergency ward, and she has also been diagnosed with COVID. Oh, no. Boy, seems to be the intention of the day, Mercedes. Uh, every decade now we've been praying for for COVID. We'll pray for your daughter. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for that woman. I, I saw a young girl was abducted earlier today, too, a news report on her. And I know how powerful this chaplet is in bringing the kidnapped, freeing them and having them return home. So, Lord, I pray for those who are missing, those who are kidnapped, those who are in vulnerable situations, those who are human trafficked. But I do pray for COVID. This is the intention of the day. I know we're going to be getting into a much uh, more serious situation as the new year rolls around. And, and Lord, I just ask for the mitigation of this disease, for your mercy on this country, and for all who now pray with me. Protect us and our loved ones as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our next call comes from Anna Marie, listening in Bakersfield, Bakersfield, California. Hi, Anna Marie. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sir Drew. Merry Christmas and thank you for your ministry. Thanks. Merry Christmas, especially uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I praise God for relevant radio. My prayers are offered to all my countrymen in the Philippines who got recently devastated by severe typhoon, who lost their homes and who lost their lives. And I also pray for those people who got affected with natural calamities. May they be able to go back to their normal lives. And prayers for all the suffering souls, especially in this time of Advent and Christmas season. Those who are depressed, lonely, for those who live alone. May Jesus, Mama Mary, and Joseph intercede for all of them. Amen. 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 Anne-Marie, thank you for such a beautiful prayer. Let me sneak in Adam in Green Bay. Saw him on the call screen yesterday. Adam, good afternoon. Hey, hey Adam, are you, you with me? me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, go right yeah, ahead. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I was calling yesterday. Um, my girlfriend's uh, grandmother was in the hospital. Um, she was on oxygen, everything for COVID. Um, her and her husband have been married for, I think, 65 years is coming up here. So um, she just got admitted to the hospital about two weeks ago. So um, she's not doing too well. And But my girlfriend just updated me about an hour ago, and she said that she got off the oxygen, and she's doing yeah. great, and hopefully she'll be up by New Year's. So, yeah, praise yeah. God. Well, we'll continue to pray for her recovery. I saw your name on the screen yesterday. I didn't get a chance to get to you, so I thought I'd sneak you on. Adam, thank you. Thanks for praying with us. And let's pray for you, your girlfriend, your relationship, and let's especially pray for uh, 
for her grandmother. Lord, I give you all who are sick, all those who uh, right now are most in need of your mercy. And I give everyone on hold. I see Maria and Corky and uh, Elena and Rose and Greg and Ryan and Blanca and so many others. And I just, I turn to you now, Lord. I give you those intentions and everyone united with me as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible. Please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help, pray for us. Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Faustina, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, pray for us. Saint Peregrine, Pray for us. St. Gerard Magella. Pray for us. St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. All you holy souls and all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jim, for praying with us. Always good to have you here. And our prayers are for your wife, okay? We'll continue to remember her and your family. Thanks, Drew. All right, have a good one. All right, that's uh, Jim, my colleague here, doing double duty and praying with us. Hey, when I come back, um, I had a conversation a little bit earlier. I want to share it with you with the Bishop of Jerusalem, Bishop William Shamali's Auxiliary of Jerusalem. I, I thought it'd be just kind of cool to get a sense for what's happening in the Holy Land this time of year. You know, COVID, Omicron, the whole area has been shut down. How will that affect the Christians there? How will it affect Christmas? Plus, I, I want to talk a little bit about the true meaning of Christmas. We'll get into that. We'll also look at whether or not St. Thomas the Apostle baptized the three wise men. We'll look at the three wise men and even the star of Bethlehem. What was it? All that and more coming straight ahead. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. 
The Drew Mariani Show is on Relevant Radio. Well, good afternoon and welcome back. Joining me in just a moment, we are going to be joined by a very special guest. I'm looking forward to speaking to the uh, Bishop of of Jerusalem, the Auxiliary Bishop, uh, if you will. Uh, He'll be stopping by in a quick second, but um, it's a special time of year. Uh, A lot of people think, I think quite often, about the true meaning of Christmas. And, of course, it's that the Son of God was choosing to become one like us in all things but sin, and that includes being born. But there are all kinds of efforts today to try to recreate what it must have been like for Mary and Joseph. You know, their travels to Bethlehem, finding no room at the inn, having to give birth in a cave or a stable. And, you know, one of the ways that people do that uh, outside of the movies that we see and the nativity sets you see erected around the country is actually going to the place where Jesus was born, actually going to Bethlehem itself. Uh, my daughter is about to go uh, in a couple weeks to to Israel. Uh, Father Rocky, our chief executive officer here, celebrated Christmas there several times. It's something I would love. Unfortunately, it's not going to be possible this year. Earlier this week, I just saw a report that the Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, just shut down travel from the U.S. because of the, the Omicron variant of, of the coronavirus. And you know, Israel, just as a side note, is, is perhaps, I think, one of the most vaccinated countries in the world. He doesn't want to take any risks. And, um, you know, he's basically shutting the door so the variant doesn't get inside the border. So if you can't get there yourself, there's another possibility. Listen to someone who actually lives there share with you what it is like to be in Jerusalem, to be in the Holy Land this time of year. And I'm joined right now by Bishop William Shamali. He's auxiliary in the Latin Patriarch uh, of Jerusalem. He's a lifelong resident of the West Bank, ordained in 72. He studied in Rome and was consecrated bishop in 2010. And he joins us today. Uh, Your Excellency, thank you for your time. It's great to have you on the air with me today. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Prime Minister uh, Naftali Bennett has shut down travel from the U.S. because of because of the Omicron variant. Uh, what's that mean uh, this time of year to the people of Bethlehem? What's it going to be like in, in the Holy Land? How will it impact everyone? Yes, the people of Bethlehem live mainly on tourism, yeah. directly or indirectly. Uh, we are not overstating when we say that more than 70% of the population of Bethlehem live uh, from tourism because we have uh, hotels, we have uh, guides, we have uh, souvenir shops, we have the uh, art craft, uh, mother of pearl, wooden, etc. So people really wait for the season of Christmas in order to be able to work. <laughs> this is from the side of the people. So when uh, the airport is, airport is closed, not only American people can come, but also from Canada, from Italy, Belgium, Portugal, and some days ago, England was closed for, uh, it was closed in front of uh, England citizens. So it is really, it means that we will have uh, a Christmas without pilgrims. However, we will celebrate Christmas. The patriarch will go to Bethlehem on the 24th of December to uh, celebrate vest- fa- first vespers of the feast, yeah. and the people of Bethlehem will fill the church uh, instead of the pilgrims. We invite them. Generally, wow. they cannot come because 
there are not enough uh, cards. But right. this year, they will fill the church. Uh, it will be really a more spiritual Christmas than a touristic Christmas because either we celebrate in it spiritually or not. So we will celebrate Christmas. We will pray for the peace of the world. We will pray for the disappearance of COVID, of Omicron, of all the variants. We believe that prayer uh, can uh, bear fruits. Jesus was born as a savior, and salvation is not only spiritual. We need also salvation from our uh, catastrophes, disasters, wars, uh, bad economy, uh, from virus also. So we will pray very strongly, the Lord, that he uh, spare us from more and more uh, invasion of the virus in the world. Well, we'll join you spiritually from wherever we are praying on that Christmas Eve and that Christmas Day, and those are really worthy intentions. Uh, Your Excellency, for those who've never traveled to the Holy Land, who've never gone to Bethlehem, I don't know whether you can do this or not, but maybe you could describe it for, for those. What's it like? Maybe give an oral tour. And, and besides the Church of the Nativity as well, what else would someone see if they were to go to go there? Yes, yes. Interesting question. First of all, the Church of the Nativity is worth being visited and to come to it from far away. It was, as you know, built by Queen Elena, mother of Constantine, in the 4th century. Recently, it was restored to its first beauty. So the mosaics, which were invisible now, they are uh, really in a very good shape. We can enjoy visiting the church. It became really brand new now. Millions were spent thanks to donors from all the world uh, and thanks to the Palestinian Autonomy who uh, organized the restoration works. Now the church is worth being visited. This is first of all. Then close to the Nativity Church, there is a small uh, grotto called uh, Milky Grotto where it is supposed that Mary escaping to Egypt, uh, gave milk to the infant Jesus. And many mothers who, who would like to have babies, they don't have babies, uh, or they have uh, uh, difficulties in breastfeeding their children, come with faith to pray in that small chapel. Uh, it is very visited by pilgrims because it is very close to Nativity Church, and it has something to do with maternity, with mothers. Then people can go to the shepherd's field. Uh, everyone who goes to the Nativity Church visit also the shepherd's field where the angel uh, proclaimed for the first time glory to God in heaven and uh, peace to earth to people uh, who have goodwill. So it's a very, very beautiful place in a countryside area. People can also visit uh, some famous communities which take care of uh, handicapped uh, children, etc., like the creche for abandoned children, Estita for dumb and uh, people who don't hear and don't speak. There is Tantur, an ecumenical center uh, established thanks to the pilgrimage of Paul VI to Bethlehem. There is Bethlehem University, a Catholic university where many, many Americans would like to visit because the brothers of the Christian schools who run it are 
Americans, and it's a very inviting and successful university. So many places can be visited in Bethlehem. That's beautiful. I, I only have a few moments left. I, I, I'm curious what it's like for Arab Catholics in Israel. Uh, they're a minority. Uh, how does that play out in their yes, everyday life? Uh, yes. And also, if you could address the issue of the relationships with uh, Israel and Palestine there. I know it's very confusing for a lot of Americans uh, in what we're seeing yes. reported in the news as well. So uh, two big uh, geopolitical as well as Catholic and spiritual issues. Yes. We have to distinguish between Palestinian territories, which are run by the Palestinian autonomy, the state of Palestine, which is not still recognized fully, but it trans like a small state, and also the state of Israel close by. So we have two realities which don't live with harmony, as you know. Uh, there is a long, long conflict with many, many wars which happened a lot from 1936 until today, we will mention that. So in uh, Israel, 2% of the population is Christian. Uh, among, uh, let us say, 8, 9 millions, only 140,000 are Christian Arabs, to whom we have to add uh, foreign workers, Filipinos, Indians, Sri Lankans, who can also complete the number to 200,000 Christians in Israel. In the Palestinian autonomy, uh, where uh, 4 millions and a half of Palestinians live, uh, between West Bank and Gaza, only one and a half uh, percent of Christians are there. Total number is 50,000 Christians, Jerusalem included. So really, we are a minority within the Palestinian autonomy. But we have to say we are respected. Uh, we don't suffer persecution, as some people would like to say. We have full freedom. We have our representatives in the parliament, Palestinian parliament. We have uh, generally two minister, Christian ministers in the government of Ahmoud Abbas. Uh, today I visited Ramallah, the chief staff for the police, ahead of Christmas for organizing uh, the celebrations there. So really it, we were very welcome by the Palestinian authorities. And we are respected also in Israel, uh, generally, besides the conflict, which is terrible, we'll describe. But at least uh, Christians are respected. And we are accompanied by Israeli police until the, the border of Bethlehem. Then at the border of Bethlehem, the Palestinian police accompany the procession of the patriarch to Bethlehem. Right. So this is the situation, but the conflict is terrible. Yeah. Uh, the question uh, needs a long, long answer, but I have to say that we suffered many, many wars. Yeah. First, the Civil War of 1936, the, what is called the Independence War with the Palestinian catastrophe in 1948, then the Six Days War of June 1967, then the War of 1973, the first intifada or uprisal, the second uprisal, then the four wars between Gaza and Israel. Really, um, conflict never stopped. Each three, four, five years or maximum 17 years, there was a war uh, 
in the Holy Land. Well, you, Your Excellency, I want to thank you for for your time. I know it's late there in, in Israel tonight, and I'm grateful for it. And I wish you a very blessed Advent and a joyful Christmas. Before you go, would you be so kind as to extend your blessing to everyone who's listening? And, and please remember us on Christmas night in your prayers, if you would. I will. I will mention all of our listeners uh, during the midnight mass and during our visit to the grotto of Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, where there is the star of nativity, where it is written, written in Latin, here Jesus Christ was born. It is sure, it is a certitude, because this grotto is very historical. I will pray, really, for our listeners who believe, who share us the same faith. Thank you. Would you give us your blessing? Yes. The Lord be with you all, with your spirit. spirit. May the Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Happy Christmas to you all. Yes, Merry Christmas to you too. You'll be in our prayers. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. I'm Drew Mariani. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'd like to share just a few thoughts on Christmas with you right now. It's always been one of my favorite times of year, and it really should be for each one of us. A time of great joy and anticipation, a time of spiritual preparation. But for many, including me, it's sometimes easy to lose focus on the true meaning of Christmas and get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of this dollar-consuming commercial holiday. I'd like to share with you a brief story that often helps me to put this season back into perspective. It's called Mary's Dream, and it goes something like this. I had a dream, Joseph. I, I don't understand it, but I think it was about a birthday celebration for our son. Many, many people have been preparing for it for several weeks. They had decorated the house and bought new clothes. They had gone shopping many times and bought all sorts of elaborate gifts. It was peculiar, though, because... Well, the presents weren't for our son. They, they wrapped them beautifully in paper and they tied them with lovely bows and they stacked them under a tree right there in their house. Yes, Joseph, a tree right there in their house. And they decorated the tree too. The branches were full of glowing balls and sparkling ornaments and there were figures on top of the trees. I, some of these figures even looked almost like an angel might look. Oh, it was beautiful. Everyone was laughing and happy, and they were all excited about the gifts. And they gave these gifts to each other, Joseph, but none to our son. In fact, I don't think they even knew it was his birthday. They never even mentioned his name. And doesn't it seem odd for people to go to all that trouble to celebrate someone's birthday if they don't even know him? You know, it's weird, but I had the strangest feeling that if our son had gone to the celebration, he would have been intruding. Everything was so beautiful, Joseph, and everyone was so happy, but it made me 
want to cry. How sad for them not to know Jesus or to want him at his own birthday celebration. I'm glad it was only a dream. How terrible if it had been real. You know, I love that story because I believe it so beautifully demonstrates an unspoken truth and raises really an important question. What has happened to the true meaning of Christmas? I guess that's a question we have to ask ourselves and we have to reflect on how real perhaps Mary's dream has become today. Have we as a people lost in our societies, in our families, and perhaps most importantly, in our heart, the true meaning of Christmas? You know, I think it's a fair question. I believe that we have to always be honest with ourselves. Just take a look around today and and honestly evaluate what you see and perhaps even what you do. You know, for many people, including Christians and non-Christians, Christmas is a time of lights and parties and celebration. It's a time when Christmas trees are decorated and carols are played and shopping is done and gifts are exchanged. Unfortunately for most, the celebration of Christmas has nothing to do with salvation history. You know, it's interesting. There was actually a time in our own country when Christmas wasn't celebrated at all in the North because the Puritans and other colonists, well, they didn't think it was right. In fact, in England, it was actually outlawed in 1644. Can you believe that? Christmas outlawed. So you can kind of see why the colonists would have enacted the same laws here in England's colonies. But when the German Catholic immigrants came over here in the mid-19th century, they brought with them their customs, including the Christmas tree and Soon, things slowly began to change. It was actually towards the uh, end of the 19th century that Santa Claus came into existence and commercial advertising started in a major way. From the 19th century to our present day, Christmas has only gotten bigger. In fact, it has gotten so big that the secularists have now decided that since everyone benefits from Christmas monetarily, no one can make any special claim to it. And you know, it's true in some respects. Today, we've ended up with a holiday that is generally celebrated by people of all races and creeds, and retailers see it purely in dollar signs. There's Christmas music being played and decorations being sold sometimes even before Halloween. Billions of dollars are spent each year on everything from Christmas cards and Christmas trees to decorations and presents, and it doesn't end there. The spirit of Christmas has become overshadowed. Lawsuits are now being waged over whether or not nativity scenes can be displayed in schools and public places. Employees of major retailers now say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas for fear of actually offending someone. You know, even the name Christmas is in dispute. (laughs) Talk about ironic. Did you know that the word Christmas itself, it's actually an English contraction of two words, Christ and Mass. Christmas is literally Christ's Mass, the the Mass for celebrating the Christ. The word itself speaks the meaning of the season. And, and you know, it's strange. I mean, Christmas is a Christian holiday. It's a holy day, the day that we celebrate the incarnation, the Word made flesh, the birth of the Son of God. And we must never lose sight of that. We must, as followers of Christ, be extra vigilant, not to get caught up in the disorientation of the materialism and the secularism of this holy day. We must be an example to those around us and celebrate Christmas for who and what it has always been intended to be, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
and the love of God the Father who sent His only begotten Son into the world out of His great and deep love for all of us. I'm Drew Mariani. On behalf of my family and Relevant Radio, have a blessed and Merry Christmas. Yeah, and stay with me because I'm going to be back in just a couple seconds. Your news and headlines are straight ahead, but then we'll look at one of the great mysteries of the whole nativity story, the star of Bethlehem. What was it that hung in that night sky? Was it a conjunction, a supernova? Was it a divine light? We'll speak to a Vatican astronomer. We'll take a look at this through the eyes of science and through the eyes of our faith. We'll also take a look at the Magi. Were they myth? Were they magicians? Were they kings? What do we know about the wise men who visited the Lord and gave him gifts? That and more straight ahead. <laughs> 